Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our psalm for this week is Psalm 76. Can you say it with me? In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil. They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse lay stunned. But you, you are to be feared. Who can stand before you when once your anger is roused? From the heavens you uttered judgment, the earth feared and was still. When God arose to establish judgment to save all the humble of the earth. Surely the wrath of man shall praise you, the remnant of wrath you will put on like a belt. Make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who is to be feared by the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. Whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father, who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father, who is in heaven. Matthew 10, 32-33 Before we move on, there was a question about um, John 20, as we heard confessed in our gospel reading last Sunday, the Sunday of Thomas, the Confession of Thomas. Um, the whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Whoever sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven, which is the institution of the office of the keys, as we confess in the small catechism. Um, it's very similar to what you see here in Matthew chapter 10. Whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Sounds a lot like whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven them, right? And the office of the keys is that special authority given by Christ to his church uh, to forgive the sins of the repentant, but to withhold forgiveness from the unrepentant as long as they do not repent. This is the preaching of law and gospel. This is precisely what's going on here in Matthew as well. That you cannot um, preach the gospel to those who um, do not know the law. The law exposes their sin and the gospel forgives sin. Right? So without the, um, the preaching of the law, that is, your sins are bound to you apart from Jesus Christ and his forgiveness. Um, there can be no forgiveness, actually. It's to make light or to make cheap the forgiveness of sins in Christ Jesus. And here is the same. Uh, re- repentance 
is the confession of your sin and the belief that there is forgiveness in Jesus. So, he who confesses me, that is, confesses, I'm a sinner in need of your forgiveness, Jesus, I believe you forgive me in your holy name, will, will be confessed before the Father in heaven. This is the one whom has confessed their sins. All right, so we'll continue with the Ten Commandments and the Table of Duties to Husbands from the Catechism. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. 1 Peter 3, verse 7. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Colossians 3, verse 19. And now we continue with a reading from the book of Acts. Again, more preaching, <laughs> more preaching from the apostles. And uh, the benefit of hearing all of these sermons from Acts is that uh, you would then recognize what is apostolic preaching. Uh, and then you would also then recognize where is the one holy Christian and apostolic church, which is known by her preaching. Acts chapter 10. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteous, righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. There ends the reading. And now, again, the reading um, the Emmaus wrote from Luke chapter 24. Now, behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of all th these things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed. 
Besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, I recognize that we did do some catechesis on this text already, and uh, that was because I forgot (laughs) at the time um, that last week we would have been out of school and we would not have had our daily prayer in the school. And so I had just assigned uh, the appointed readings for the day for uh, for Easter week uh, and then assumed that we'd come back the week after and do catechesis on those texts. So if this is a repeat for you, if you were with us last week, that's fine. Um, There's no harm in repetition, right? The mother of all learning. All right. How many disciples were on the road? We see that in verse 13. There were two of them, right? And where were they going? To Emmaus, which is how far from Jerusalem? There it is in verse 13 as well, seven miles. Uh, We asked, or I asked last time we looked at this, what was the other story in the gospel according to St. Luke, which uh, tends to be my practice actually, is to go and uh, find compare text to text, so stay within the same gospel. In Luke's gospel, um, there was another story of a road from Jerusalem. See if you remember from last week. What's this story? His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, there you go, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to be have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem. Again, by that road, right? So you know that story well, the boy Jesus in the temple. What were the disciples doing on the road? You see that in verse 14, they talked together of all the th- these things which had happened. This is very important to note, is that uh, Jesus actually won for you salvation openly. He did it not in secret, it's not a secret revelation, but it, it is a uh, revelation that was made openly to Jews and Gentiles alike there in Jerusalem. And so uh, it was the talk of the town, and that word spread quite um, well. Uh, quite, I want to say eloquently, um, extensively throughout the Roman Empire. Who joined them on the road? Of course, here's Jesus, um, who himself drew near and went with them as they conversed and reasoned. Did they recognize him? No. It says their eyes were restrained. Restrained by who? (laughs) That's right, by Jesus. That's right. Jesus does not want um, them to know him at this moment as he converses with them. He wants them to know him um, in the word that he speaks and in the breaking of the bread, which will come in the next reading. 
How were the disciples reacting, though, to his <laughs> conversing with them and reasoning with them? Because well, he says, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another? <laughs> and the one named Cleopas answered, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? You see, everyone know, should know. If you were on the road, if you were somewhere around Jerusalem at that time, you would have known um, the events. And of course, those events were quite dramatic, as we studied in Matthew yesterday, with earthquakes and thunders and lightning. Um, it was not the normal Passover feast. What event? Or how did they summarize the events of those days? Well, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, right? And then how the chief priests and rulers delivered him to be to death and to be crucified. Um, but a, what had they been hoping, actually, from Jesus here? You see in verse 21, they were hoping that he was going to be the one to redeem Israel, and, and that is to redeem them from their captivity under the Roman uh, authorities. That is, they expected Jesus to be the one who would actually deliver them from earthly rule um, into a new earthly kingdom. Now, they refer to um, those at the tomb as a vision of angels. If you remember back um, in Luke chapter 24, uh, the resurrection at the beginning of the chapter, it is recorded that uh, this, that the women came, came to the tomb bringing spices, which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus, but it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, right? And now um, it was interpreted by the host of the uh, disciples uh, that these were angels. Why didn't these disciples believe that Jesus had been risen? Certain of those, see in verse 24, who were with us, went to the tomb and found it as the women had said. But here's the key phrase, but him they did not see. See, just like Thomas, as we heard on Sunday, who do they trust, what do they trust in, I should say? They trust in what they can see or what they can touch or taste or feel, right? And certainly Jesus actually capitulates to our senses, which he has given us, that God the Father gave us in creation, right? Um, by actually attaching what should be enough, the word of forgiveness, but he attaches it to a preacher. He attaches it to your baptism. He attaches it to his body and blood for the sake of our, um, well, our weakness. But him they did not see, right? So they need to see him in order to believe in him, at least at this point in the story. But how does Jesus address them? <laughs> All right, see how he turns where their face should be, not in, in sight, but O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe what? In all that the prophets have spoken. See, the word is enough. This is very similar to uh, the story of uh, the rich man and Lazarus, right? And the rich man um, dies and goes to Hades, and, and poor Lazarus, of course, is resurrected and taken um, to Abraham's bosom. And uh, as he's taken, or uh, as they're separated, um, the rich man, of course, um, is looking for some relief and, you know, to dip the finger and touch his tongue, send Lazarus to do that. And of course, um, Jesus confesses that there's a chasm between uh, 
the promised land, heaven, and the place prepared for the devil and his angels, that these two are utterly separated, right? Never to be met again, or never to be met ever, right? Um, and then, the, actually, the rich man says something very interesting. He says, well then, um, send Lazarus back to my brothers um, that they may repent, right, and believe. And Jesus says there, what does he say? Let's see if you remember. They have Moses and the prophets. Let, let them listen to them. They have Moses and the prophets. They already have everything they need to know. Right? You could read the book of Isaiah, for example, that prophet. And you would, you now especially knowing uh, the Gospels, you would see how they utterly confess Jesus Christ for salvation um, of all people, Jew and Gentile alike. The whole history of salvation, the Gospel is... Um, is poignantly confessed by the prophet, if only you would listen, right? Same with the psalmist from David. Christ is confessed throughout the psalms. Uh, they are his word, both prayed by him, but also confessing him. Let them listen to them. So here Jesus does the same. Um, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory, as is written by the prophets? But what do they lack? They lack a preacher, Right? And Jesus here uh, is the preeminent preacher, of course, and then ordains others into his ministry. So he, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Right? That all scriptures testify of him, he says in the Gospel of John. Right? So here he preaches to them from the scriptures. So he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. What do we actually call this today? That is studying Moses and the prophets and seeing how they confess Christ. That's right. It's what we're doing right now. This is called catechesis, right? Echoing back the word of scripture, uh, echoing back their confession of Christ Jesus. So meditation on this text. And by the way, I did uh, neglect our meditation yesterday. (laughs) I apologize for that. Today, the disciples knew the details of the last three days, but they did not understand what had happened. They needed to be catechized by Jesus. That is, they needed the scriptures explained to them. And it's the same for all of us. The word of God needs to be preached and taught among us so that faith might cling to the truth of Christ. It's not the seeing that brought faith, but the believing of the word, the hearing and the believing of the word, which be the key to their faith. All scriptures testify of Jesus. Jesus made it clear that the entire Old Testament is about him. All right, there ends our meditation for today. We continue with our hymn, which is O Sons and Daughters of the King. Uh, how about today? Uh, how about today we read it like a like a poem, all right? Say, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. O sons and daughters of the King, whom heavenly hosts in glory sing, today the grave has lost its sting. Alleluia. That Easter morn, at break of day, the faithful women went their way to seek the tomb where Jesus lay. Alleluia. An angel clad in white they see, who sits and speaks unto the three, Your Lord will go to Galilee. Alleluia. That night the apostles met in fear, among them came their master dear and said, My peace be with you here. Alleluia. 
When Thomas first the tidings heard that they had seen the risen Lord, he doubted the disciples' word. Alleluia. My pierced side, O Thomas, see that, and look upon my hands and my feet, not faithless, but believing be. Alleluia. No longer Thomas then denied. He saw the feet, the hands, the side. You are my Lord and God, he cried. Alleluia. How blessed are they who have not seen, and yet whose faith has constant been, for they eternal life shall win. Alleluia. On this most holy day of days, be laud and jubilee and praise to God your hearts and voices raise. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. We confess our common Christian faith by the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray for the most vulnerable among us. Gracious Father in heaven, your Son taught us that as we serve the least among us, we serve you incognito. We pray for the most vulnerable in our communities, our elderly, our sick, those who live in the streets and in tents, those who are isolated. Forgive us when we have forgotten them in our own haste to fill our own cupboards. As your compassionate heart is turned toward the poor, the widowed, the least, the lost, and the lowly, turn our hearts toward them too, and make us instruments of your goodness. Teach us to see Christ in our neighbor in need. Hear us in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who by his poverty, weakness, and death won life for us all. Amen. Let us pray for all those with financial anxiety. Almighty God, you graciously give your children all that they need to support this body and life. Grant your grace to all who are in financial distress or who are anxious about this life. Open your hand and satisfy their needs. Do not let them fall into despair, resentment, or the mire of self-pity. Renew in them hope and faith. Give them the assurance of your presence and the courage to face the trials of the days to come. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We pray for those who are in our nursing homes. Lord, you are our God from the womb. Forsake us not when we are old and gray-headed. Look with kindness on those who are homebound, isolated, or contained, especially the elder elderly and the fragile. Protect them from this and every illness. Turn them from their fears in this world toward your Son in faith and hope. 
and you have promised to be our dear as you have promised to be our dear father in holy baptism so also you have joined us to Christ's death and resurrection renew in your saints the confidence that nothing can separate us from the love of god through the same jesus christ our lord amen let us pray for our schools gracious heavenly father from whom all fatherhood is named we thank you for parents, teachers, and all who labor in our schools to teach and care for children. Keep them diligent in their tasks. Help them to show the same concern and excitement, even from a distance. Renew the diligence of parents in fulfilling your command to bring up their children in the fear and instruction of the Lord. Give peace and security to students and grant patience to all. In the manifold chances and changes of this life, fix our hearts where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We have an additional uh, prayer request today, and that is for one of our members, Dick Horn, um, who was diagnosed with COVID-19, and both he and his wife, uh, Corey, are in quarantine isolation in their home, and uh, Dick is struggling with the illness. Let us pray for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, for those struggling with sin. Let us pray for all those who are sick. We especially pray uh, for Dick, Dale, Carol, Mike, Sarah, Marcella, Jan, and Brad, Janet, Carol, Chris, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Aaron. We pray also for Brian. And we pray for Michael Orth, the father-in-law of uh, Mike Rush, that is, yes, his father-in-law, who is diagnosed with cancer and will be seeking treatment. For all these, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org that's stjohnrandomlake.org slash support and give today.